0: 通过研读创世纪, 并联系新约的思想, Future Generations Genesis chapter 48, Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The last three chapters of Genesis are dedicated to Jacob's future generations. He knows he is going to die soon, and he is determined to leave behind a legacy. As Jacob prepares to die, he does not look back on his life, but he looks ahead to the next generations and passes to them what he has received from God. Jacob is weak and in bed, but he rallies his strength to pass on what God has given him. Genesis chapter 48 verses 1 to 4. Sometime later, Joseph was told, Your father is ill. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, along with him. When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has come to you, Israel rallied his strength and sat up on the bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz, in the land of Canaan. And there he blessed me and said to me, I am going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will make you a community of peoples, and I will give this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Jacob's gifts and the promise. Jacob passes on the promise of God, Jacob gives an inheritance and a blessing to Ephraim and Manasseh, as well as land to Joseph. Jacob reminds Joseph and his sons of the promise God made to Jacob. Jacob had a vision of the ladder coming down to the ground, and God stood above the ladder. Genesis chapter 28, verses 13 to 15. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, His family did grow, but now there are merely 70 people, not exactly the dust of the earth. Did he return to the land? Yes, he did, but only for some time. It is the end of his life, and Jacob is not in Canaan. He's in Egypt. Jacob could have felt bitter here at the end of his life, and it was a difficult life according to him. But he's not bitter, he has not received the promise yet. Because he's looking outside of himself. He knows the promise extends to his ancestors, Joseph, and to Manasseh, and Ephraim. He sees beyond himself, and he actually gives the promise to them. Notice the ending of God's promise. It is not, and I will give this land as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you. But it is, and I will give this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Jacob gives the promise to them. The promise is for his descendants. Genesis chapter 48, verses 5 to 22. Now then, your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you here will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine, just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Any children born to you after them will be yours. In the territory they inherit, they will be reckoned under the names of their brothers. As I was returning from Padan to my sorrow, Rachel died in the land of Canaan while we were still on the way, a little distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there beside the road to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. When Israel saw the sons of Joseph, he asked, Who are these? They are the sons God has given me here, Joseph said to his father. Then Israel said, Bring them to me so I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes were failing because of old age, and he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your children too. Then Joseph removed them from Israel's knees and bowed down with his face to the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right towards Israel's left, and Manasseh on his left towards Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was younger, and crossed his arms. He put his left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they be called by my name and the names of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase greatly on earth. When Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was displeased. So he took hold of his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to him, No, my father, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But the father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He too will become a people, and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he is, and his descendants will become a group of nations. He blessed them that day and said, In your name will Israel pronounce this blessing. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. So he put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am about to die, but God will be with you and take you back to the land of your fathers. And to you I give one more ridge of land than to your brothers, the ridge I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. Inheritance After Jacob shares the promise, he now shares the inheritance. Joseph was, of course, a favorite son of Joseph. Jacob. Joseph would be getting a pretty nice inheritance from Jacob, but here Jacob says he will take Manasseh and Ephraim as his own sons, meaning they each will get an inheritance, almost like a double inheritance for Joseph. The land. Jacob gives Joseph some special land. It is interesting to note Joseph also died in Egypt, which means he never moved back to Canaan to possess his land. But over 400 years later, their descendants returned to the promised land, and they took the land. This land is a part of Joseph's inheritance. Blessing In the blessing, Jacob reminds them who God is. He describes God as his shepherd and the angel who delivered him. In his description, Jacob shares his identity as a son of those who walked faithfully. He acknowledges God has been his guide and protection. The last shall be first. Jacob puts his right hand on Ephraim's head. The right hand was the hand of strength. So the one with the right hand blessing would receive a greater blessing. Jacob places his hand on the younger son's head and Joseph didn't like it. But we know this is often how this family operates. The younger son receiving the blessing. Isaac was younger. Jacob was younger too. Now we have the tradition being passed to this generation. We've already seen Reuben lost his place as the firstborn son because he had slept with Jacob's concubine, and Judah rose to the top as the leader. The tradition of this family continues, the lesser one receives a greater blessing. Jesus also teaches this way, The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. God lifts up the lowly and the humble, while the proud will fall. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, you must be a servant. This really goes against all the world tells us, and it's hard for us to think in these ways, but this is God's way. Jacob looks to the future. As he prepares to die, Jacob passes the promise, the inheritance, and the blessing to Joseph and his sons. He does not look back on his life with regrets, but he sees hope in his sons, hope in the future generations. Future generations. Do we have hope in the future generations? You may have biological children, grandchildren, nieces, or nephews. I pray you may also have spiritual children and grandchildren. Our duty and joy is to pass on to our children what God has given to us. What can we pass on? We can be like Jacob and pass on to our children, both biological and spiritual, the promises of God and the inheritance we have in Christ and the blessings. Let's read the following scriptures in Ephesians and note the words blessed, blessing, promised, and inheritance. Ephesians chapter one, verses three to five. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the. Praise of His glory. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 18. I keep asking that the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope of which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His people. We have received God's promises an inheritance and his blessing. He wants us to be like Jacob and pass these promises and blessings along to others. How do we do this? Investing in the kingdom of God. When we invest in other people like this, we are looking ahead to the future. We are making an investment in the kingdom of God, which will continue beyond our life on earth. Take the time to invest in others, especially younger people and children. Speak God's truth into their lives from a young age, and you will get a big return. Our children. My brother has three children. They know their auntie loves Jesus. I talk to them all the time about him, and I tell them over and over that they are our special children. I love them, and Jesus loves them. This past Christmas, they wanted to talk to me over and over about Jesus. I know partially they do this because they love me, and they know I love Jesus. But I also know a child's spirit is very open to Jesus and it is easy to speak God's truths into their hearts. They have a very special kind of supernatural faith. Jesus told us to have faith like children, so they must have some special kind of faith. Speak God's truths clearly and simply into children's lives. If there are no children in your life, look around for some. I'm sure you have children in your church, in your neighborhood children. Take the time to invest in them and you will invest in the future kingdom of God. Thanks for having some spiritual Waimai with, with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love you.